0: and we'll take that time as well to uh, hear from those that aren't. So I'm gonna ask the following folks to share uh, five or six minutes, and we'll try to keep it on on time so that we can give Brother Dale Yurton uh, plenty of time. Of course, we, we scheduled in a few minutes here and there, so we had some flexibility, and they'll be prepared to serve us at noon, so if we go over a little bit, the food isn't that far away, and I've been told we're having Sloppy Joes and hot dogs. It's fall. Sounds like fall food, doesn't it? All right. So I'm, I'm going to have the Kitkas come, Brogan Stillman, uh, the Awakes 365 team, and uh, Brother Roy Harless is going to come and introduce our African brother to us this morning and let them share. So in that order. All right. So the the Kitkas. Brogan Stillman, Awake365, and Brother Roy. All right? So, Kitkas, come on. Come up here and tell us what the Lord's doing through you. Oh.
1: Oh, yeah. I said I was going to hold it. your missionary voice. I got good voice. In Africa, I didn't. Uh, But anyway, my name is Don Kitka. This is my wonderful wife, uh, Beth. Uh, We are presently at Word and Worship Church in Pittsburgh, PA. We are serving in the missionary department in different uh, positions in leading missions. Years ago, we were with YWAM, and I've been to 18 different countries. And Harold's raised it because he was, yeah, we had worked together. And so it was an awesome time. Uh, we were in Liberia, West Africa, with our children for a while. We've come back, we've done different things, and uh, we're not dead yet. You know, brother, who, who enjoyed brother Dale last night? Wasn't that awesome? So we're part of the old roots, but we're not dead yet, <laughs> okay? Uh, so by the beginning of next year, we're going to be traveling to Brazil, going back on the field full time. And uh, we're going to assist in uh, planning churches, teaching, and training. So we're excited. As I said, we're old roots, but we are not dead. But I just wanted to share just a minute or two about something we're doing at Word and Worship Church. And it's the one-day mission concept. And I've got this written down. I've got some papers down on a table downstairs for you senior pastors. And the purpose of the one-day missions is to give uh, congregational members a missions experience in their community. A lot of times, a lot of people cannot go on the foreign mission field because of money, because of family, economics. This gives an opportunity for each member of your congregation to become involved in missions. Because everyone sitting in these pews on Sunday in every one of our churches, they're missionaries. But you know what, they don't realize it because we don't promote it the way we should. And it's up to the senior pastor to lead the way. Evangelism, missions is not an event. It's a lifestyle. And and we need to educate our brothers and our sisters in that regard. The other thing, the other purpose, it allows congressional members an opportunity to participate in the missiology of the church because church is about missions. Church starts when we walk out those doors, go into the communities. We need to be relevant. Excuse me, Dr. Robles, I've gotta use that word a different way, (laughs) okay? We have to be relevant. Word and worship has been relevant because we are painting curves, we're painting fire hydrants, we're participating, we're helping the police department, we're feeding the homeless. We're doing that on daily basis. We're doing a missions day, seven o'clock morning to nine o'clock at night. We have times of prayer, we go work in the communities, we give away things, we feed the homeless. And what what is the result of that? We've seen Open doors, we've seen the church grow. The mayors of the towns their churches are in are calling us to participate in things. We have become relevant. And that's what we need to do with our churches. We need relevancy. Not in a way of conformity, but we need to be the hands, the feet, and the voices of Jesus Christ. And that's by making an impression in the community. You know how many churches we have? The only thing people know about them is that they're buildings that people come in and out of on Sunday mornings. But you need to be the light. You need to be the salt of the earth. And the only way you can do that is by being out in the community. This is a stepping stone for short and long term missions. It removes the fear of missions work and answers the questions are all believers called to missions work. To be relevant in the communities in which our churches are located and to demonstrate the love of Christ in a very practical way, this builds relationships. As I mentioned to you, we get calls from city councils, from the mayors, from the fire department, from the police. Why? Because we have shown the love of Christ in the communities. We're for real. We're not just talking about Christ and staying away from the community. We are in the community. We are showing Christ to people. And and I believe this is the season for our churches to become involved in that. The end result of that is educated and trained believers for the work of the church, expansion of the kingdom of God, favor generated within the community, missionaries that are called to the field because their exposure to missionary work and it's the development of leaders. And a responsibility starts off with you as the senior pastors. You lead the way. You've got to promote it continually. Because our people, they're involved in life, good things, bad things. They need to be constantly reminded who they are. And that they are called to the nations, to their communities, the disciple people for Christ. The training we do, we do involve basic evangelism techniques as part of this day, and we also teach them to tell their testimonies about Christ. This concept has been successful in YWAM, when we were working with YWAM. It's been successful with the Dream Centers as we worked on the leadership team with the Pittsburgh Dream Center and with the Word Word Worship Churches. So I'm trying to hurry through this because I want to be <laughs> diligent in that fact. So just let my wife say a
2: Um, So many people think, you know, missions, oh, I have to go and I have to, like, preach and I have to be able to put this message together. But when you're out in your community and you're picking up garbage and you're painting curbs and you're helping um, with the food bank, people say, well, why would you do this? Well, I don't pick up I don't pull my own weeds or I don't go over there you know like why would you come and well because we want to help you we want to be connected and because God says to go out because God says that we need to make a bridge and when you're out there it's easier to share you've made a connection so you know you can share the hope that is within you so we've had mothers Take their children you know we have a lot of single mothers in our congregation that may not ever get to go on the mission field but they can take their kids at the one day missions and their kids love it we took our grandson and testimony time he was the first one he had his hand up oh you know what we were out there and this this lady came up to me and i talked to her and you know and if a six-year-old can do that then certainly we can you know, um, and it was just an eye-opening experience for a lot of people in our church, so.
1: So all of us as your missionaries, everybody's seated here, and there's those that couldn't make it, hey, we need your prayer support. We all need financial support. Adopt who God puts on your heart. Thank you very much.
0: Amen. Thank you, Don. <laughs> Brogan Stillman. Brogan is uh, looking at CMI. This is her first time at any event. She's a Fort Wayne girl. She's headed to Romania. This By the end of this year, first of the year, January, all right. Going to be working among the Romas while you're there. Tell us about that.
3: Thank you. Uh, he, as you said, I'm looking at CMI. I got connected through a friend of mine uh, named Wendy Gehring. She knows a lot of you, and she actually wanted to come with me today. <laughs> and I told her she could, but she was she, she was like, oh, I should have known sooner. Um, but I'm I'm with Sin International, based out of Farmington, Michigan, and I'm headed to Romania in January. Uh, and yeah, uh, working with the Roma. Um, the organization I'm with is actually a church planning ministry. And so I'll get to go and help with that in the southern Romania uh, area and get to train leaders. But my main thing is children's ministry. Um, and so, when I got called into missions and got called into um, working with the Roma, it was back in uh, 2011. And um, what I found out on a trip where I was working with the Roma is how d- despised they are in Eastern Europe and how discriminated they are h- against, how trafficking is horrible. Horrible! The young women are going into sex trafficking. The young boys are being sold into Europe for for their organs, because nobody's looking after these people. No one is looking at them and seeing them as anything but dirt. <laughs> They're not even welcome in some Christian churches. There was a, a pastor we worked with who would not allow them into their buildings. So we worked with another pastor who was like, "Yeah, let them in." <laughs> and. You know, when I was working and I got that call, I was just overwhelmed with how loved they are by God. He loves them so much. And I personally know what it feels like to feel hopeless, to be like, "What in the, what is the point of this life? There is no hope here. What is this? Why go on? And without Jesus, there is no hope. And so if they don't know him and they don't have the opportunity to find him, he's looking, he's right there, but if they don't know where to look, then they're hopeless. There's nothing for them. And so my goal is to go into those Roma villages. I will work with the pastor who's doing church planting, but also to go to the Roma children and start investing in them to show that God has created them for a purpose, that they are not here just by accident, that they are worthless, but they are valued by the God of the universe who has created them specifically and detailed and just knows every hair on their head. And so that is what I'm doing. I'm going to Romania in January. Um, The funding is not here yet, and so I ask that you would pray that I can get there. Um, I also uh, would pray, ask you to pray for a person of peace once I get there. Um, We know some Roma in the area, um, but I want to go further. I want to go into those villages that we have not yet gotten into, and so I just pray that you know for a person of peace and so that's what I asked for you guys for too is for finances and for uh, a person of peace and that's all I'm going to share but I'm downstairs so you can find me and talk to me Um, and I would love to hear from you. I've already met a lot of you and it's been really cool so thank you for having me.
0: When she's talking about the Roma do we all know what she's talking about? The gypsies in Romania, that's correct. We have two young ladies from Florida representing awake three sixty-five. I tried to tell it was <laughs> cold. These folks that live where it's warm. It's pathetic, isn't it? These young ladies are from Pastor Bill Strayer's church, and we all many of us know Bill and got his start in the fellowship here at CMI. And uh, they've started a ministry called 365, so talk to us about it.
4: Awesome. Wow, hearing you guys talk so much about uh, Dr. Paynow, I feel like I'm at home, because I can't even tell you how many sermons. I hear that constantly, constantly, all the time. So I feel right at home here. But what a blessing. The message last night was perfect timing. It was really blessed my heart, old roots, new fruits. What a blessing to... I know all of us had something in that, but... um, awake America 365 is a missionary group to America um, our pastor has been very successful when I say successful yes we have a large church but we have salvations every week success to us is not about um, the numbers like someone said earlier this morning but what it really is about is about sal- salvation and discipleship and uh, I think as our pastor ages he's realized that America is really in the wrong direction and he's been blessed with lots, and it's time to bless the community. So really what our heart is, and this truly is our heart, is to come alongside other churches. We have 13 people on this team, and what we have is a lot of experience, a lot of wisdom, a lot of roots. But we also have a lot of new fruits, a lot of things that have worked, that are working. And... Uh, pastor really believes that our churches just need to wake up and turn to Jesus and get excited. And I know that's all of our hearts here is for that to happen, but sometimes we need to allow new people in just to come in and be an encouragement. Um, We've seen this work. We were in Indiana last week. That particular church needed help with evangelism. So we came in for a day. We did a training on evangelism, but we didn't leave there. We went out into the streets with the people. We helped them. We showed them how you can do it. Then we showed them, this is how you can follow up. This is what you do. This is how you stay connected with your people. So every church is a little different. Another church in Michigan, we came in and did a lot of um, training on structure and, and leadership training. And they do all evangelism, but then they needed more help with other things. So really, We are here to be in assistance. There is no charge. We are missionaries, and this is what we do. We have people that love us and bless us and believe in the mission, and they support us. And because of that, God always provides. And then we get to be, um, Angie's been in countries all over the world, but now we feel like God has said, you know what? You need to be right here. There are people right here. Um, my main um, thing that I get to bless a lot with is children's ministry. Um, I've been doing it for 20 years. And when I first started, we had 60 come to our summer blasts, our VBSs, and last year we had 900. So God has just really blessed me with the opportunity to invest in children and young people. And I know that I have a lot of resources and a lot of tools that then I want to be able to share with other churches all over America. So Angie.
5: I won't take much time. We would love to talk to each and every one of you downstairs when we get a chance. So we will be coming by to give you information. But like she said, my heart really is the foreign field. I absolutely love foreign missions. And I work with the Tituses and uh, a lot of people in Africa and all over the world. But every time I come home, after after I see government leaders and things in other nations coming to the Lord and crying out for their country, I'm like, I want that for my own country. And so there's a strong burden on my heart for this. And so basically... We are taking the missions mentality to our own streets, and we are discovering new ways of learning the culture before we just go out doing door-to-door evangelism, but learning the culture and growing in the culture so that they trust us and developing a trust. So we just want to share ideas and come alongside of the local churches to bring revival to America because we know we need it. So thank you very much.
0: Thank you. Brother Roy Harless uh, has an African brother guest with us, and uh, I also know that that, uh, there's a connection there with the Whitleys, so obviously a connection with us as a fellowship. Brother Roy, come and introduce your friend.
6: Thanks, Dennis. I've been a member of CMI about 23 years. Uh, Love you guys. It's good to see you here today. And I uh, I, I really appreciate the thrust uh, towards missions at this meeting. I think it's great. Uh, we had the privilege of having uh, Atsu speak for me this, this past Sunday. We have a global vision conference. Uh, we do three weekends, and it's this Sunday. And the Lord supernaturally worked it out for him to be there. Other connections were, were broken. And he, came and he came and he spoke. And uh, I want to tell you this is Acts chapter 2 standing here ministry and uh he he has founded and oversees 27 churches in togo africa and he didn't chisel these out of other ministries beloved he went out where witchcraft is dominant fought the witch doctors and the demons and god is supernaturally in many many ways brought him to where he is today and he just shared some stories with our congregation and i got to say it opened our people up to the supernatural more than i've seen in a long long time He has the spirit of evangelism is on him. You walk around with him, you'll start witnessing to people. It just comes out of you. We love him, and we thank God for him. Thank you. you.
7: you. (laughs) Praise God. Um, It's great to be here and to be given the opportunity to uh, introduce myself and then to say a little bit about my activities, my ministries. My name is uh, Atsu Mawusi Awaji. Atsu means I'm a twin brother. A- Atu is a um, a twin name. And I have a twin sister. Mawusi means God's hand. Mawu means God. And Si uh, means hand. So Mawusi. And Awaji means um. My grandfather was born on the First World War. So, awa means war, and g is on. So, somebody was born on a war. Um, I'm a pastor of, uh, I'm from Togo, West Africa. Togo lies between um, the West Coast, between Ghana and the Republic of Benin. Togo is in the middle between these two countries. It has a population of uh, 6.5 million. Uh, I'm a pastor of uh, 27 churches in three regions of Togo. Uh, We are working right now in a very, very difficult area. Uh, east towards the Republic of Benin, the people of this area are farmers. They grow food crops for their consumption and cotton for their income. But they are very much engaged in idol worshiping. They worship stones, uh trees, woods, mud, things like that. And the, the there is no church in that whole area. It's a very vast area with absolutely no church in that area. The area itself has a very broken infrastructure with uh, no roads, few schools, Absolutely no churches in the whole area. And the very crucial issue facing that area is lack of water. There is no drinking water in that whole area. Um, the area really is very, very difficult in uh, because they are involved in heavy, witchcraft with Vodos, uh, uh, Jojos, things like that. And uh, we are working in this area. Uh, the Bible said he who is in us is greater than he who is in them. And because he is in control, we are there serving thousands of souls including powerful witch doctors. Uh, Just recently before I came here I I managed to we managed to plant a church in one of the most difficult uh, villages and we use a strategy uh, which allowed us to plant a church in this area. The the chief of this area is himself is a witch doctor and will not allow any church in that area, in his village, because according to him, uh, churches will allow their gods to run away. So I went to him several times and he rejected me. And uh, I had connection with uh, the young people of uh, this village, which allowed me to uh, use soccer balls, soccer matches. We, 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 we o- we've organized soccer matches in that village, which allowed the people to come to, the, uh, to watch. And through that, we were able to preach. In the, in the area. And we had uh, the first person who received Jesus in that soccer match was the chief. That that powerful chief. The first person who received Jesus was that chief. So, God is really using us in so many ways. With so many miracles. To save souls in this Area, and I would like to say a thank you to uh, Pastor Paul Whitley and the wife, Sister, uh, Mom. Ma- 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 I call her Mom, uh, Karin. And uh, through them, we are able to, you know, try to um, save souls in these areas. And we, through them also, with their support and their prayers, we were able to drill nine wells in the area. Presently we still need over nine wells because the area is really, really very vast. We appreciate your prayers and supports. Thank you so much. God bless you. What's the cost
0: to build wo- to dig a well? Twenty-seven hundred dollars to dig one well, and that's for an entire, an entire community or region. Is it villages or? Okay, so we have a hundred dollars toward twenty-seven hundred. Okay, that's two hundred dollars. Two hundred. That's four hundred dollars. Somebody, you, are you writing this down, Herb? Four hundred dollars. Who who raised a hand? A hundred. That's five hundred dollars. 200, that's 7, 800, 200, that's 1100, 1200, 13, 14, 15, 16, 7, 17, 18, 19, 20, 22, 23, 24, we need $300. 24 $300 $2700 bucks. Uh, Praise the Lord. Uh, Praise God and if you said I want to give too, you come talk to Brother Moosey. Moosey? Mawusi. I'm going to call him WW1. Mawusi. And you can help him build another well, all right? We CMI Global, and we'll write one check for the 2700, all right? And give the checks to her. Thank you. All right. We, we will take time tomorrow for the others that are, that are here that didn't get to share now. And we want to hear from everyone. Uh, this is good. This is, this is one of the reasons CMI exists. And we've gotten away from it, but we're coming back. And uh, I believe God wants us to help our own people, and we'll do a great thing like we've done this morning. Praise the Lord. Brother Dale, thank you for coming early this morning. He's been here all morning. I I know speakers that that would have just said, you know, I'll be there when it's time for me to speak. But that's not this man's spirit. He's a part of us and and, uh, spoke the word last night, and I believe he's got another one this morning. Amen? Let's welcome Brother Yurton.